0: This program was first broadcast on Canterbury's access media station, Plains FM, and was made with the assistance of New Zealand On Air. Young people from around Otatahi came together to express their ideas for a better world in Speaking for the Planet, a public speaking competition which was recorded at Turanga on the 11th of August. Thank you to all the speakers and sponsorship partners who supported this event. This is the final part of the three-part series. To hear the rest of the speeches, go to the Plains FM website and search for Community Talks.
1: Picture this. Newspapers, TV outlets and billboards all saying they were right, involved, everywhere. But then you stop to think, but why didn't we listen to them? Why were their words so meaningless to us? It is because, as a younger generation, we are constantly underestimated and ignored, told that we should stop talking about things that we have no knowledge about. They say we should stop questioning their authority because we merely have enough ground to do so. Our consumerism is going to send us into an early grave, and yet no one cares to listen to what um, our voices and our opinions regarding this matter. But we say, enough already. At the moment, our consumerism is advertised with a 70% overuse rate. To put it into perspective, we will need between three to 500 Earths in order to sustain us if we continue like this. One example of our overuse is our food industries. While producing 2.5 billion tonnes of food yearly, a third of which is lost through many processes it must go through in to reach your plate. That third being wasted is actually enough to feed more than twice the amount of undernourished people across the globe. We want to make up for the mistakes that we have made and want to lead the, uh, the younger generation into a different direction. We want to lead them into a more sustainable and eco friendly one. I know how it is to stand together for cause you believe in because I volunteer on a number of different occasions for a number of different charities uh, in and around regular. I think that our goal is 100% realistic because as Eleanor Roosevelt said, the future belongs to those." Who believe in the beauty of the dreams? If we don't believe in a more sustainable and cleaner earth, then we are more exhausted. We need as much help as we can get in the to help the year to complete their 17 sustainability goals. But at the moment, the most notable one would be to our own number 12, which is sustainable production and production patterns. With our consumerism at its tie, that is, either be, there will definitely be devastating consequences to our actions. The first that comes to mind is pollution, that has gotten so out of hand that we've successfully killed off hundreds of species. Species that keep our planet balanced and healthy. Funny enough, humankind is the only species killing the earth and has the power to do something about it. But we don't we don't even bother to the video in itself. But oh wait, we are trying to do something about it. Some of us choose to ignore just to ignore the elephant in No matter how many uh, protest 15 petitions we create, our voices will not be heard. They brush us off like the dirt on their shoulder, but as soon as everything is ruined, they blame us. Claim it was our responsibility to take action and not these. If we want to live past the age of 50, we will have to address the changes in our day-to-day lives. Starting with the multi-million dollar fashion industry. Producing millions of pieces of clothing a year just for it to be worn twice and even in the landfill, all in an animal's stomach. Secondly, we could look into alternative methods of producing power. So let's say, hypothetically, if we were to completely stop using coal and start using solar energy, the amount of solar power hitting the earth in one hour is enough to power the entire globe for a year. There are hundreds of things that we can do in order to stop our bad consumerism, but it doesn't have to come up with these things just for them to be shut down by people who think that we, are, um, that we have no luck. Just for them to be shut down by people who think that we are crazy for wanting to save their own. The reason I want to help stop our bad consumerism and uh, climate change is because I don't want to uh, dream about how my future is going to be like if I'm not going to be able to have it. Not unless there's a generational shift and we get to choose what our future looks like. The generation that is in charge at the moment is going to die in like 20 years. (laughs) So so they will not give us the same courtesy of living a full and happy life. Our time is running out, so change starts here.
2: What a great job you did, Ruby. Um, I love the introduction that you started with, um, posing the idea of us seeing that um, they were right in the, in the papers. That is what I mentioned, and <laughs> it's scary, but it's a really good introduction to start off with. You've raised so many amazing points. Um, okay. Next up, with oh, sorry, I called you Ruby. You're not Ruby. <laughs> you're what? Ruby. Um, so we've got Ruby Chimanad from Lulu. So give her a big round of applause.
3: Today, 150 species will go extinct. 828 million people won't eat a meal. The coral reefs are bleaching, the oceans are acidifying, the rainforests are shrinking, the temperature is rising, the fires are raging, the glaciers are melting, yet we still continue to live beyond our means. Consumption is at the root of almost all of our issues, and our society revolves around this concept. According to the Global Development and Environment Institute, the values, meanings, and costs of what we consume have become an increasingly important part of our social and personal experiences. Consumption has entered into the fabric of modern life. As humans, we like to fit in, and we like to feel good about ourselves. We do this by consuming. The concept of continuous consumption is ingrained within our societies. Whether we realize it or not, we are constantly being bombarded by social media, advertising, and the opinions of others, all telling us that we need the next best thing to be happy. They force these messages down our throat, telling us to consume, consume, and consume. We do care about having an best thing
0: and evidently we
3: don't care enough about the impacts of our choices. Part of this issue is that we're often unable to see the effects of these choices. Developed countries export their waste to lesser developed countries, so we're not constantly surrounded by our waste, and we live in this kind of fantasy world where we think our waste just disappears when the rubbish truck picks it up. This could not be further from the truth. Whilst we might not feel the earthworm as we fill our shopping carts with useless items, it does not mean our choices aren't having an impact. We cannot just adopt this out-of-sight, out-of-mind mindset. Collectively, we are stealing the futures of the next generations, just as we are stealing the lives of many animals that have resided on this earth for longer than we have. Overconsumption is having extremely detrimental effects on our environment. Every single thing we consume has its cost. Everything we produce further pollutes our planets, uses our valuable finite resources, and contributes to climate change. The average pair of jeans releases 33 kilograms of CO2 throughout its lifetime. The carbon dioxide emitted to produce a Big Mac is equivalent to those released if you drove a car 13 kilometers, The examples are endless and we need to change. Mm
4: -hmm.
3: Responsible consumption and production is the 12th Sustainable Development Goal, one of the 17 that was set out and adopted by all UN member states in 2015 to be achieved by the year 2030. Yet here we are in 2023, a mere 7 years away from our deadline, yet massively far from our goal. I could stand here and listen and explain each and every issue caused by humanity's greed and consumption that that would simply take hours. We have less than 15 years to change our ways before we reach 1.5 degrees Celsius of warming, the temperature we agreed to try and limit our warming to when we signed the 2015 Paris Agreement. The environment is suffering at the hands of our choices. To fix this issue, we need to educate ourselves and change our mindsets. We need to understand where our products are coming from, how they are being made, and where they are ending up. We also need to reconsider what actually brings us joy and spend the time doing the things we love, surrounded by the people we love, instead of just surrounding ourselves with material goods. It might cost $30 to buy a T-shirt that brings you a fleeting sense of joy, but it costs nothing to spend quality time with the person you enjoy being with. As a society, we need to change, and that change can stem from individual action. Begin by only buying the food you know you will eat, becoming mindful of your energy consumption, and considering the impacts of your choices before you make that distance. Educate yourself, fix your mindset, and encourage others around you to do the same. Each and every one of us deserves a future. Our children and our children's children deserve a future. Yet we still can't change. Why can't we see the evidence, even when it's staring us in the face? We need to break the norm and change our mindsets, for if we don't, we will have to accept responsibility for our actions and watch our futures disappear. Lastly, a quote from Ian Schumacher, infinite growth of material consumption in a finite world is an
5: impossibility.
6: Thank you, Ruby. I really really like how you touched on the out of sight, out of mind and how that can't really be some We can't just uh, we can't just treat our resources like as soon as they go in the bin, as soon as they move on from our visual space, that they are just disappearing because they end up all over the world and are never truly out of out of our out of our responsibility. Thank you so much. Next up is Alice. Oh no, I'm on a different. I'm on a different list, guys. Um, <laughs> Next up is Sayu uh speaking to all of us. Good luck. Woo-hoo, woo. Ring ring! It's your phone call.
7: are, you've all probably heard some of our sales lines. Consumers are continually being bombarded with carefully planned advertisements to encourage them to buy new things. But this steadily increasing trend of consumerism has disastrous effects for our planet. Fashion changes so rapidly in the blink of an eye. It's so hard for us to keep up with it so we purchase more to stay up to date. Retailers have discovered new ways to mass-produce new clothes, often at the expense of underpaid, overworked garments and factory workers, making clothes more cheap. Shoppers have responded to affordable prices and greater variety by buying more. Yet these clothes aren't made to last, and when they wear down, they get dumped into landfill. Sometimes, the clothes you donate also end up going to landfill because the supply is too big. The result? A study in March 2023, estimated around 180,000 tons of clothing and textile waste is dumped into New Zealand landfills each year. On a global scale, 53 million tons of clothing is produced yearly, and 73% will end up in landfill or incinerated after just 7 to 10 weeks. The way we shop has a huge impact. And it's not just shopping in person. Online shopping also has an impact on us. Online shopping has surged in popularity, becoming faster, easier, more efficient. But did anyone stop to think about the effect it has? Think about it. These clothes are being transported across vast distances, creating more greenhouse gas emissions. It's available day and night, making it easier to impulse buy. And what about the plastic it's wrapped in? Product packaging contributes in a large part to CO2 emissions from producing plastics. And it adds enormous amounts of waste to landfills and pollutes ecosystems. According to Forest Conservation Group, Canopy, 3 billion trees are popped yearly to produce 241 million tons of shipping cartons. That's a lot! The way we shop has a huge impact. The more we shop, the more emissions we produce. People provide buy themselves something to cheer themselves up. And clothes are marketed in a way that tells us that increased consumption equals increased well-being. Yet most of the time, this just ends up being a quick fix. The encouragement of retail therapy has led us to buy things we don't even need, leading to more waste. According to the Environmental Protection Agency, textile waste has increased by 811% since 1960. The way we shop has a huge impact. How often do you guys stop and think about the implications of your shopping habits? Now is the perfect time to start. Online shopping, fast fashion, retail therapy, They all contribute to climate change. As consumers, we can do lots of things to help. Try to buy clothes made of sustainable fabrics and invest in quality brands that last longer. Invest your money in timeless styles that last and don't buy more than what you need. The way we shop has a huge impact. Let's make thoughtful choices and shop for change.
2: Thank you for Wow, can we give another round of applause for some of you I love how you talked about like the inner psychology of consumerism and how people get that rush, but it's just so not worth it for that one um, item of clothing. Um, and your confidence, all your stats, those crazy stats, and you seem so passionate, and you just know how to fill a stage um, so well. So good job. Um, next, oh, actually, um, just a reminder to everyone here, everyone who comes up on the stage and gives a speech, you're all um, invited to take one of these darling little trees home, plant it in your garden, um, so, yes, please remember, take home the tree. <laughs> um, okay, and next up, we have Sophia Belangweba from Rangiora High.
4: The English explorer Robert Swan once said, the greatest threat to our planet is the belief that someone else will save it. Kia ora. today I would like to ask you a question. What do you see when you look outside? You see plants as well as the sky, right? And they look beautiful, don't they? Now, what if I tell you that these will soon disappear? Although there are many potential outcomes for the future, there are two that are likely to affect our world. Our world can either be restored its former glory or be destroyed entirely. All life forms were built to consume yet humans consume way too much. The world will indeed be doomed if we keep on consuming more than necessary. And that is why I am here today. I will be talking about why consumerism is an issue as well as providing solutions. Firstly, did you know that consumerism is connected to all of the environmental problems that we have today? Because of our excess consumption, the world is slowly running out of resources, which leads to an increasing rate of starvation and poverty. Did you know that at the end of 2021, approximately 193 million people suffered from acute hunger? And that 823 million isn't even the largest figure for world hunger. The FAO estimates that there are over 2.3 billion people suffering from less extreme, but still dangerous, levels of food insecurity. That's roughly 29% of the global population. Even now, the world is currently suffering from an economic crisis. If we don't start caring about the way we consume, then starvation and poverty will just keep on increasing. But, thankfully, it's not too late. You may think that consumerism doesn't actually affect you. But you're wrong, because it affects every single one of us. I know that people say a person can make a big difference. He can, but it doesn't completely solve the problem. We need to work together. We need the help of the government and those big associations out there. Because no matter how good we are, we can never achieve something as big as this one alone. If we all participate and work together, then a the world with no poverty Clean air, water, and energy, life on both water and land, as well as a stable economy, won't be so far from reach. The world will be restored to its former glory. Lush green trees, crystal clear waters, animals running free, and children running around without having to worry of what to eat. And the parents will no longer have to worry about how to provide for their families. This world sounds so much better than the world full of suffering, doesn't it? All we have to do is work together. And this includes the government. The people give the government power. And the government should use that power to better the life of its people. Not everyone has self-control. And sometimes it's hard to make individual decisions. However, having more people to help And the government placing laws regarding this can certainly help a lot. Lastly, I would like to remind all of you that consumerism is indeed a need, but it doesn't give us the justification to abuse it. Because, after all, as the people say, too much of anything can lead to harm. And consumerism is no exception. A person can make a big difference, but they can't achieve it alone. We need to work together, not just as civilians, but also the government and those big associations out there. We need to work together in order to achieve our sustainability goals and make our way to a bright future and not a destructive one. Because as Robert Swan once said, the greatest threat to our planet is the belief that someone else will save it. It's about time we stop believing that someone else can save our world. Because it's our world, which means it's our responsibility to take care of it. We don't have anyone else to leave the job to. We have to stand up and start caring about the way we consume. We have done enough. It's time we consume with care. Thank
6: you so much, uh, Sophia. Today's theme is Enough Already, Consume With Care, and I love... Seeing how everyone here has interpreted that slightly differently, I think it's such a poignant point that we cannot wait for other people. It is, the, you know, the time has always been now, but more so than ever, this is this is the time where we need to be stepping up and creating that change ourselves in order to uh, preserve and protect our, our world. So thank you for that, and thank you to everyone here.
2: We're just gonna take a really quick break. Yeah, where, uh, yeah, so, um. Also, we would really just like to acknowledge the judges, the wonderful judges we have over here, who have been working tirelessly that the word, all day long. Um, we have Chrissy Williams, who was a teacher and then a Christchurch City Councilor member for 10 years. Um, she's been a member of Sustainable Autosahi Christchurch, Banks Peninsula Trust, and Avon Heathcote's Ihutai Estuary Trust. Um, we also have councillor Greg Brines. Greg has been involved in environmental planning and policy for many years. He was the general manager of the Kohaka Otu Haithara Trust for 12 years, where he helped schools create biotinodes. Greg loves finding solutions to environmental problems and is currently a re- representative of the Regional Council. Um, and last but not least, we have Elizabeth Grubb, Elizabeth has been a teacher of speech and drama for over 50 years, working at Craighead, Diosky and the... Dioskis and and That And Mountain View High and South Canterbury. As and well as,
5: Girls High and Ron Carly. I <laughs> Okay.
1: I even did bits for boys high one She's been everywhere,
2: wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Round of applause for Elizabeth. Brown. <laughs> Mullen from Middleton Grange.
7: We're wandering through town when you pass the windows of h H&M. A pair of trendy jeans catch your eye and you can't help but go into the store to check them out. Did you know you're already making a difference on our world? You go over to the jeans bank and fish through until you find thing you're looking for. These jeans are perfect. They are so trendy and they just came out a couple weeks ago. It's a given. You must buy these jeans. Boom. You have just made an impact on our world through something as simple as fashion. Fast fashion. Something we will support
5: in our actions that deep down we really know we can help get rid of. Our
7: unintentional support For fast fashion companies, shows us the simple things we do as consumers such as buying clothing items from brands such as Sheen, Zara, Forever 21, Fashion Nova, Nike, and even Kmart. Fast fashion is having many impacts on our world through things such as water, microplastics, and energy. All these things are adding to our polluted world through something as simple as fashion. Let's start off with water. How many litres of water do you think it took to make the outfit you're wearing right now? Maybe a few litres for your pants? A bit less for your top? Not even close. Did you know, on average, it takes 2,650 litres to manufacture a pair of jeans, and about 7,570 litres to make a t-shirt? All that water, just to make what we are doing ourselves in. But when fast fashion companies make tons of clothes, they end up just dumping them all in a ditch. But then, not only are you wasting all the clothes, but it also wastes all the water that went into making them. That's a lot of water. Consume fashion with care, and you won't drink. You waste a drop of water. Small, in, tiny, little bits of plastic. I think that's all I have to say before we think of microplastics. But how do microplastics have anything to do with fashion? Well, let me tell you. When companies are trying to make trendy clothes the fastest they can so they can get them out quickly and sell them, they tend to use synthetic fibers that are environmentally unfriendly, such as nylon, polyester, and acrylic. These materials take hundreds of years to biodegrade. This means that the companies throw all those extra clothes in a ditch, they end up not biodegrading for a very long time, which causes pollution. We can help to our part in consuming fashion with care by buying clothes from brands that are environmentally friendly, such as bamboo or other plant-based materials. This means we know that once we're done with our clothing, it will biodegrade, and it will cause pollution. This means we're supporting the environmentally friendly companies rather than fast fashion companies. Energy. So easily preserved, but so easily wasted. And it's no different for fast fashion. Again, when fast fashion companies just end up dumping all their clothes in a landfill, they end up wasting the tons and tons and tons of energy that went into making the clothes. A way we can consume fashion with care and a solution for us to not where any energy and support, not fast fashion companies, is by buying second-hand. Next time you see yourself attracted to that trendy pair of jeans in the shop window, think twice. Turn yourself around and go to that second-hand store across the street. Buy that pair of pre-loved jeans that are really cheap.
6: A bunch of different, a bunch of different companies that are known for being uh, quite heavily influencing on the fast fashion industry, and it just made me think about how how many there are and how we don't uh, necessarily even know which companies are influencing that. We're we're, we're influenced, we are influenced a little bit because they're our sponsors, but um, (laughs) Earthsea Sky today is sponsoring some prizes for our prize winners for art and speech category and they make clothing which lasts and it's made to last and it's made to wear and that is a really cool thing to slowly build towards more and more clothing that is made not only to be worn, but made to improve with age. It becomes softer with age. It becomes, it stays durable. So thank you so much for that. And now we have Sophia McAllister from Rani coming to speak to us. Fashion, it's one
7: word, but it can have such a huge meaning. We've all heard the word fashion, but what is the true meaning behind it? And what is it doing to our world right now? Well, you're about to find out. I'm going to explain that how wanting the latest style can have a major effect on our environment. Then why we need to ensure sustainable consumption and production patterns, just like the 12 UN sustainability goals states. And finally, ways we can all help. There's no denying. We all love the feeling of brand new clothes, the ones we've been wanting for ages, or finally getting the latest trend. But what is the effect that this is having on our environment? First, start, the more clothes we buy, the more clothes the fashion industry needs to produce. And this is the reason why so many unwanted clothes are tossed away each year, because we've decided we're done with them, and then we move on to the next trend. But do any of us really stop and think about the effect that one pair of clothes can have on the environment. Each year, as much as ninety-two million tons of clothing end up in landfill. That's eighty-five percent, leaving only five percent to be fifteen percent to be reused. We know that throwing clothes away alone can have a major effect on our environment. But what about how they're produced? Fashion production alone is responsible for 10% of the whole of humanity's carbon emissions, and one-fifth of the world's 300 million tonne plastic pollution each year. This is because of the equipment that needs to be used when producing the clothing. And as if this wasn't bad enough, fashion industry is also responsible for polluting and drying up water sources, because the amount of water used to create even just one pair of jeans, adds up to 2,000 gallons of water. And all of this, our environment, our waterways, even our fresh air, is being sacrificed for us, just so we can have one new pair of pants, or one new top. And it's just going to end up in the bin like everything else. So enough already. Consume with care. We need to start thinking about how the smallest things can have the biggest impact. And social media doesn't help. People, more specifically teenagers, are always buying things that they might literally use once. But because they can buy it, they do buy it. And this is used to show that they have the latest trend, just to be cool, like everybody else.
0: But in reality,
7: what is this actually achieving? A few likes on a post? I mean, whatever happened to the world would be boring if we were all the same. Well now, people seem to think the opposite. They think they would be boring if they're not the same as everyone else. And this is a huge problem. Consumerism alone is depleting the natural resources on Earth by more than 70%. Take oil for instance. We're using so much for things like brand new cars, planes, and heavy machinery, which is all used to deliver us our latest purchase. With all of this, we're getting one step closer to running out of oil. What's going to happen then? More importantly, what are we going to do to stop it from happening? How can we help? For a start, we can say no to unnecessary oils. We can think before we throw, or even better, before we buy, ensuring we are only buying fashion we need, not want. Or, when we do see something we like, Check to see if we can find it local instead. Which brings me to my next point. Next time you have fashion, you know you don't want or need anyone. Let's try donating it to local thrift shops instead of just throwing it away. In conclusion, we've learnt just how big of an impact the fashion industry has on the environment, and just how many ways it can do so. I hope this has gone through to you all, and maybe helped make a change in the way we all think. Because we have a voice. We all do. And it's up to us how we use it. Because change isn't made by those who think. It's made by those who act. And it's our future, so we get to decide what it looks like. Because trust me, tomorrow seems like it's never coming. But it will be here sooner than we think.
2: Um, I love how you talked about the correlation between clothing and social media with teenagers. Like, being a teenager and just hanging out with your friends or anything, it's such a big part. And you, um, like, when you go out, everyone always goes to the classes or to the shops, and it's so tempting, but then... You hear those statistics like the amount of water that is used just to make a pair of jeans. is ridiculous. Like, don't even understand how it's possible for that much water to be used what to make one pair of jeans. It's just crazy. Um, and I totally agree with your part about going off shopping. I love the off shops, and we should all do a lot more off shopping, shouldn't we? <laughs> um, so well done, Sophia. Um, next up, we have Aishani. I am Garan from Burnside High, and good luck.
5: You're taking a nice stroll, breathing in the not so fresh air, when all of a sudden, you notice a piece of clothing dumped in a gutter. You take a closer look and realize it's from H&M's recycle Clothes Collection. I mean, goodness gracious me, that could've gone so wrong if it was a normal piece of clothing. It really makes you wonder, what good are a few sustainable hoods in a sea of gas guzzling yachts and private jets? <laughs> so you know how Glasslands, H&M, the cotton on, plumbed their totally eco-sustainable collections? Unfortunately, they wouldn't be the first to. And in the words of singer Sisman, let me tell you a secret, Glasslands Asian and cotton on a lion. <laughs> okay, maybe that's not exactly what she said, but in the style of greenwashing companies, I took something out of context and turned it into something completely different. So, what even is greenwashing? Greenwashing is when a company or corporation uses the eco friendly movement to boost its sales or support, usually without bringing real change to production methods. Like it's in pretty much anything you can buy, not just clothes. But the form of greenwashing that I'm talking about is the big corporate solution to fast fashion. Ironically, eco-sustainable clothes are the new mass-produced trend. <laughs> to be clear on how common it is, eco eco-friendly sustainable collection is a bold form of greenwashing. With no evidence to prove the sustainability or effectiveness, they really put the in sustainability. <laughs> <laughs> Not only that, but the idea with these fast fashion companies like H&M and SHE is that they don't care about the product's lifetime, but rather putting the designs out there. When you go to H&M's Eagle Collection, you'll notice that it sits right next to a heap of fast-produced, cheap, and no hay, but ugly clothes on sale. <laughs> This is so much worse for the environment than having a bit of polyester in your clothes. <clears throat> Most of the time, these garments end up dumped in a landfill, being worn once to suit the rapidly changing trends. But it's not just about clothing in the landfill. Greenwashing is not only horrible for the environment, but for our society. I don't know about you, but when I'm shopping, I don't dig up everything I can on eco-friendly socks. Companies and corporations know this, and that's what makes greenwashing so dangerous. They know that when we see green, brown, or a little leaf, that we automatically think it's good for the environment. The problem is, there are little to no regulations on this. So all these companies can just slap a little green leaf on their products, while production methods can be poisoning water sources, mass-producing, resulting in waste, promoting child labor, and many other inhumane acts. This is the corruption that our society allows to pass. This is the corruption that tortures our planet. This is greenwashing, and it's another invention for corporations so they can shower themselves with money. Luckily, we can actually do something about it. Together, we can advocate for laws that fight against greenwashing, meaning that companies would have to provide proof of sustainability instead of just saying they're doing everything ethically, but something that we can all do Simply buy less, waste less, and consume less. It saves money, time, and the planet. If we can commit to doing these things, together we can stab greenwashing out and bring real change to the climate crisis. Reality is we don't have a lot of time left, and greenwashing is a weight dragging us down in our fight with climate change. A little goes a long way, and if we can make these little changes in our life, We'd actually have a chance at a long and a prosperous future. Let's stop dumping and bulk buying, so we can finally breathe in fresh air. Let's stop hurting our planet, so we can save our planet. Also, H H&M. and is not doing me.
0: Thanks for listening to Speaking for the Planet. If you want to hear the rest of the speeches from the competition, go to the Planes FM website, that's plainsfm.org.nz, and look for Community Talks, where you can find all of the recordings from this event. Congratulations to all the speakers who took part in the competition, and to the sponsors and funders who made Speaking for the Planet possible.